0: I'm Tony Tardio. Hello and welcome to Darren Hinch's That's Life podcast. A podcast where we talk about the big stories of the past, the big stories of today, through the prism of Hinch's six decades in the media. In this episode, the Australia Day honours and the controversy surrounding Margaret Court and the US has a new president who actually sounds presidential, The Trumpian disaster is over after four years. Can Joe Biden bind the nation together? And what next for Donald Trump? Mr Hinch, Happy New Year and welcome to That's Life for 2021.
1: And welcome back to Melbourne. I I went walking... Uh, the weekend in the Botanic Gardens, the first time I've done it for a month, I was stranded quite pleasantly, I must admit, uh, in Sydney and stranded there. I uh, came home, flew down last Friday with my little travel permit in my hand, I landed at Tullamarine Airport, immediately went straight to a, uh, a testing station in Tullamarine where you, I mean, you have to go within three days. I went straight away. Uh, was tested by people from Melbourne Pathology. They were they were very courteous, very thorough, uh, very quick, um, asked a lot of questions as they should, and then they you're not allowed to get out of your car. And then I was quite surprised how non-obtrusive the actual testing was. I mean people have been telling me horror stories about having this thing stuck all the way up your nose that makes your your eyes water. I didn't find that at all. They um, they took a swab at the back of the throat. And then they uh, pushed the uh, little thing up your nose, only about um, two or three centimetres, and didn't make your eyes water, Didn't was not uncomfortable at all, it was all done very quickly, and showed how hard these poor buggers are working, I, got a, I stayed up deliberately, but I got a, a text message at 11.58pm on Friday night saying, um, Darren, you know, your test is negative. So they're working day and night, you know, and they're not getting, they are getting some kudos, but they deserve every bit of praise they have. I mean, I got a note from somebody the other day who said, they got theirs at five o'clock in the morning,
0: you know. So how you long know. was that? So if you got it at 11.58 that night? Oh, uh, yeah, I
1: mean, I, okay, it was, I had the, I had my result within 12 hours of being tested.
0: Right, well, that's that's good. That's what it should be. Oh, really, yeah, it is, isn't yeah. it? So and fantastic,
1: it is indeed. And look, I've, I've, I've said on Facebook, you know, um, get tested, it's not that I, I'm, I'm t- heard horror stories. People say it is uncomfortable, and, and you know people jab them too far up their nose, and um, or, or, or almost hit their tonsils. I found it very not not un, not not uncomfortable at all. But I've said um, on Facebook, get tested if you feel at all bad. I'm telling Dad Andrews now. Get tested uh, because you may save a life, and it may be your own.
0: We're talking to you uh, not in the usual way, uh, face to face, but we're talking uh, through not Zoom, but I don't know what the technology is. But anyway, you you're where you are. You're isolating, Darren. How long do you have to keep doing that for? No, I'm
1: I'm I'm free now. Once I got the, uh, you have to isolate for three days uh, until your test comes back. But I went straight to the testing station, and so I was by. 10.58 10:58 PM last Friday night, I was clean. I can go anywhere, do anything. So on Saturday, I went, for, re- renewed my Goya walks and walked through the Botanic Gardens uh, with a with a negative test under my belt. Uh,
0: we've got Australia Day. Uh, there are a lot yes. of a lot of uh, controversy about uh, as there should be. Day. Um, yeah, a variety of reasons. Which way, Where do you want to go first? Well, let's go to Margaret, let's go Margaret for Court and then we'll do Australia Day. How's right. that? Well, Margaret Court should she have been given the highest honour Australia can give somebody?
1: No. Look, she got the AO, and deservedly so, for being one of the greatest tennis players the world has ever seen. A Grand Slam champion, and I don't deny that at all. But her views as a Pentecostal pastor, uh, I find a very unchristian, and I I admit I'm an atheist, but I found her views on same-sex marriage and and, and homosexuality uh, repugnant, uh, outmoded, uh, and I, I I have no idea why the Australia Council, and I know a bit about it, I'll get to that, why they would give it to her. I mean, what is she, okay, she, she won the AR, or got the AR, was awarded justifiably for her prowess as a tennis player. What has she done since it entitles in, in, in her to the highest honour this country has to give? And why would they do it? I mean, the, the, the whole of this Australia Day is clouded by the fact that Margaret Court, a homophobic uh, person, uh, who's now even been under threat about her, her, her the, the name of her stadium, tennis stadium, being renamed? Why they do? I do not know. Now I remember my ex-wife Jackie Weaver was on the Australia Council, the, the one that, that awarded people uh, Australian Day honours. Um, I've been very circumspect about talking about it because uh, um, a lot of my friends, Bob Rogers, Neil Mitchell, um, uh, Dennis uh, Walter, have all got. Australian Awards. I never have and I never will because I've got a criminal record. Um, but so I, people think of sour grapes. But Jackie was on that was on that panel back in 1988. And uh, luckily uh, and wrongly, but luckily, she pillow talked and she told me that the Australian of the year in our bicentennial year would be John Farnham. And he was. Luckily, she told me because I said, well, that'll be interesting. She said, why? Don't you like it? I said, oh, I love the idea. I said, but he's not an Australian citizen, you know. He's a Pong. <laughs> and he was. He came out here when he was about 12 or 13, but I knew that Farnham had never become an Australian citizen. Through Glenn Wheatley and the, and the Prime Minister and everybody else, Farland became the fastest Australian citizen in history. <laughs> <laughs> but, but luckily I, I raised it because otherwise we would have had an Australian of the Year and had Bison of the year who was a POM and maybe people thought that would be fitting but no, he, anyway he became an Aussie citizen. And I, on Australia Day that year, I was on Christopher cases broadcasting the new Hinch program uh, from the boat, uh, from Mirage, so Christopher cases boat in Sydney Harbour, and we actually got Farnham to get on a boat from the Opera House after he's announced and come over to my to my uh, my boat and be interviewed for, for the Hinch program,
0: but uh, 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 daring and- were. Do you have any sympathy at all for uh, Margaret Court? I mean, she's a religious person. She grew up in a, in a different era where the issues that you talked about, you know, homosexuality and all of these things, uh, they just... Uh, they're foreign to the way people think uh, now. Should her <laughs> thoughts and ideas and her views come into play when we're dealing with something like, uh, you know.
1: Look, she, she, she's entitled to her views. She's a Pentecostal pastor, which and I, I don't believe that Morrison was involved in this. The council is pretty independent, and I knew when Jackie was there. It's an independent council. I don't think he would probably even been consulted. But it's a bad look because he belongs to Hillsong, and that's a very Pentecostal, you know, Bible-bashing sort of group. Um I just don't know why they didn't leave it alone. And she she had an award, she had an AO, which is a massive award, you know, and it's, it's a, a great honour. And they paid tribute to her. Why bring it up now? Because on Australia Day today, uh, this this the Margaret Court issue has dominated over other worthy people who got awards. I mean, it is changing. More women are getting awards, which is great, and more community people are getting awards. You just don't get it. I mean, I I, I get we people say for services to industry you, you know what, what you're doing your job you're making a bloody fortune why is that worth an australian award uh um, i don't think that people should get them for the military get heaps of awards which you've got other other war medals and other military medals um i i think maybe the the, the court thing will make people look at it a bit more more carefully or the council but i just i don't understand why they wanted to open this can of worms again, uh, and I think Dan Andrews was was frustrated it right when he said, "I'm sick of talking about this wrong every year," which it comes up virtually every year.
0: The the other thing, Darren, is um, since Whitlam changed the awards, uh, I mean, and got rid of the the knighthoods. Uh, yeah. um, do do you think people understand the level? You know, the AOs and the AOMs and all of the other uh, no. Uh, uh,
1: they don't know what they are. They just know that you've got an Australian award. That's what I mean. You've, you've been honoured by, by. I mean, I mean, I've I've been referee on several people who have won awards, and I've recommended several people for awards who sometimes haven't got them. Um, but you asked, him can you give a like a testimonial to this person? Are they worthy of this award? And I, I've done that for several several other people over the years. But people don't understand what O.A. O.A.M. You know, the, the equivalent of a knighthood. Only Tony Abbott tried to bring that back in for for Prince Philip, which was which was madness. Um, Look, I, I I don't mind an award system. I I'm thrilled that more community people out there who slog away in volunteer jobs are now being recognised. Uh, but you have to be you have somebody has to put your name up to start with, and then the the committee uh, considers it, and then if they puts you in the top tier. They they write to people saying, can you put in a testimonial for this person? I mean, Are they worthy of it? And so you know in advance that somebody's been considered for an award, uh, et cetera. Look, let's, let's go on to Australia. Day. Well, well I, um, I just
0: wanted to make the point that, though, Darren, that, that um, if you're going to have an award system, it, surely it should be clear so the average person out in the street understands exactly what it is that this person has been given. Uh, so they understand the award system and the ranking of it. I mean, with the knighthoods, you sort of knew that if someone was Sir Anthony somebody, they they've been given quite a high award by, mm. by the Queen. If you get an AM, AOM, COM, whatever all these letters are, it means nothing to people.
1: Well, no, that's people view. still put. I see people who even put them up on their on their Twitter pages, their Facebook pages. Fred Nerg, you know, O A M, you know. So it means something to people who get them, uh, and, and, and and rightly so. And it, it is a it is an honour to be to, to be recognised by uh, by by your country. You know, I, I think that's a. I think it's good. Well, I mean, the other thing I,
0: now is, Darren, should we celebrate Australia Day on the day that we are celebrating it, which is the 26th oh. of January? Although sometimes we don't even celebrate it on that day because it's not a holiday. Yeah, look, I, um, I don't know if there's a popular view at all. I have two, two, two points
1: to make. I think Australia Day should remain on January 26th. It was a significant moment in the history of our country but i also think we should have a separate day an indigenous day something like a Marbo day to celebrate the people who are here before january 26 the people here for thousands of years uh, and ancestrally uh be recognized now they do they, it can be done I mean, just recently, you know, this month, in America, in the middle of all the turmoil and the Biden, um, the Biden um, uh, inauguration, they celebrated MLK Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and it was a public holiday, and it was treated with the same respect as Independence Day. I would like to see a, a, a Australia Day stay on January 26th, but also a Marbo Day, or whatever you want to call it, Indigenous Day. I don't, I don't, I have, I have no, no strong feelings about that. Um, and it should be a public holiday and should be celebrated and revered as to acknowledge the, the ancestral history of this country
0: so that should be a separate day that should yes. not be uh, january 26th
1: no no january 26 would i mean I, I, if i were indigenous which i am not uh, and it's very easy for for white people to have opinions on indigenous matters but if i were indigenous i would you know would think twice about why am i celebrating they call it invasion day well uh, most countries in the world have been invaded by somebody at some stage i mean britain was invaded by the Romans i mean the fact that that, that Australia's invaded, uh, it ain't no big deal compared to everybody else. I mean, the, uh, the Ottoman Empire lasted 700 years and it, it invaded countries all over Europe and Asia. So every country can say we were we were invaded. I mean, you've got Independence Day in, in America on July 4, ask Indians in America how, how independent they feel on July 4. I mean, there is a, they were forced off their land like in uh, Aboriginal people, they were forced off their lands into reservations. And July 4 is, is a huge patriotic day in America. If, if I were Indian and transfer this to Australia, you'd be saying, Well, what am I celebrating? You know, and Apart from the fact that maybe the country advanced and we had this and technology came along, etc., etc. So that's why I say have two days, have Australia Day still, because it was a, a big moment for this country to be, to be formed. Um, there, there's an argument, of course, to have. Um, Australia Day moved to January 1 because that was the day of Federation, but that's never going to happen. You know, people aren't going to mix up their New Year's Day booze with their New Year's Eve booze with uh, with Australia Day. So look, have have two. Have January 26 for what it is and what it meant to this country, and have a Indigenous Day, call it what you will, Amabo Day, and on, on another day I'd let Indigenous leaders pick the day they find the most suitable and let's get on with it. Uh,
0: what if, though, Australia Day continued to be a divisive day? Uh, what if uh, Indigenous people said, yeah, that's a great idea, but we do not want to celebrate January twenty-six because we well, well, do... Well, well, well,
1: well, don't. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. I mean, I I, I want to, and and a lot of Australians want to, and they shall. Uh, I I think the cricket is is, is being a bit twee and saying, well, they call it January 26th and not Australia Day cricket. But, you know, there are millions of Australians who are not Indigenous who actually believe in Australia Day. And I'll tell you something. When I was a senator, I went out to, the first year as a senator, I went out to Coburg, ironically, Last time I'd been there was in a prison van, but I went up there in, in, in a, in a com car um, to appear at a function where people were sworn in as new Australians. And as soon as I got there, I had a selfie taken with, with her, her, her her request by an Aboriginal elder and we're wrapped in the Australian flag and the Aboriginal flag and did a selfie that this elder put up on her Facebook page. And it, it's, it's not... It's not yes or no, it's not the, the, them and us. It's a, it was Australia Day and she was proud, and was proud of it and I was proud of it and I was proud to be an Australian Senator, but if they were to have a separate day, I'd, I'd go along with that as well.
0: Darren, just back to Margaret Court uh, briefly. The issue uh, around all that was that uh, an embargo was broken. Now, uh, with these embargoes, I know what happens with us in the newsroom. We get sent out who has been awarded these honours uh, with details of who they are and contact numbers so that we can contact them days in advance to prepare for mm. when we release it on Australia day now uh, Justin Smith who we both know who worked at 3 aw he um, well he, he released the information early um, he
1: broke the embargo now listen I I, 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 I knew about Margaret Smith um, Getting this top award. Margaret Court. Than, sorry. Margaret Court, rather, yeah. Margaret Smith Court, yeah. Margaret, well, she was Margaret Smith. Margaret Smith Court shows my age. Um I knew about it days and days before it broke. Uh and I only knew because I got a call from the gossip columnist Peter Ford, and he won't mind me mentioning this. He called me for, I guess, for some counsel saying he had the story about Margaret Court. Should he break it? And I uh, wrote back, texted back, we didn't speak. I texted back and said, Look, if you've got this information from um, an embargoed press release, morally you can't do that. If you got it, I said, I hate embargoed material. I get sent embargoed material I don't even ask for, you know. But if you got it through the embargoed material, you can't use it. I said, It's immoral. But if you got it through journalistic sources elsewhere, then you have a case you could argue. Now, I, I'm, I'm happy, actually, that the Margaret Court story came out because it meant we'd get, get all the most of the heat out of it before Australia Day, before today, um, before Tuesday. Um, but I, I think Justin Smith, he being a bit cute here. I mean, obviously, somebody at the Herald Sun, for which he writes a column, uh, or at sunrise, where he appears occasionally, um, they had the embargoed information. And he decided to use it and break it. Now, he got that not from journalistic uh, enthusiasm or or, or, or or work. He got it because somebody who had the embargo material gave it to him. Uh, and, and that is wrong. Uh, that that, that is, is, To me, that's unethical.
0: Right. He, he hasn't broken any laws. He's not going to go to jail because But it's just a, unethical.
1: It's just, a, it's just a moral issue. I mean, ethically, he used material that he got Unethically, uh, he can dress it up how he likes. I, 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 I quite—I I mean, I've known Justin for a long, long time, and I'm, I'm told he's just written a very good, uh, very good novel apparently um, as well. But um, on this one here, you obtained the information wrongly. Now, I know that going back to Peter Ford, he put out an oblique tweet. I'm, I haven't seen it. Like some famous person is going to get a big award as a tease, but he didn't name Margaret Court. And uh, I'm going to advise them. You, you, if, if you got it that way, you, you can't use it. And I wouldn't have used it. And yet I've, I mean, I've been known to break rules a few times. But there, there's a, there is a journalistic rule. If you get something embargoed, it's embargoed.
0: Mr. Hinch, since we last uh, spoke, uh, the U.S. has had a transition from uh, you know uh, Donald Trump to yeah. uh, Joe Biden. Uh, we also had the. Uh, the incident that happened on January 6th when all of the Trump protesters stormed the Capitol building. What were your thoughts when you saw all that unfold?
1: Well, I was in Sydney. Um, we'll get the inauguration. I got, I went to bed early and got up at 2am to watch till 5am and then went back to bed. Um, copped a bit of flack on Twitter because and I was called a commie and a, and a China lover and God knows what and because I tweeted... That at four o'clock on the inaugura- our time inauguration day, I had tears in my eyes, w- watching Lady Gaga sing the national anthem, and J Lo, and then then watching Biden, it was very moving. I thought the whole thing was so emotionally moving. You know, and I, I'm, I'm just, I, I admit I was pleased that Trump had gone. I'm surprised there's still so many Trumpians in Australia. Um, I mean, the man. Was a disgrace i i I covered watergate right and i covered president nixon and i thought never in my lifetime would i see a president disgrace the office as much as richard nixon and i was wrong donald trump trashed the white house he trashed the office he trashed the presidency he tried to trash the um the constitution donald trump was the worst president they have ever had i I thought he wouldn't get elected. I thought after the quote pussy tape went public that America would be so revolted by it. Even his evangelical supporters, all through the mid, especially from through the Midwest, would just turn on him and didn't. I mean, we've got to remember one thing here that Donald Trump got more than 70 million votes despite what he did in those four years. 70 million votes. Now, he lost by 7 million to Biden. He lied and claimed the votes were false, et cetera, et cetera. And we've talked about sort of like this before. Um, if the Americans rigged the election, they did a bloody bad job of it. Why they couldn't they rig all the, the House seats? They lost House seats. They lost governors. Why didn't they rig all that as well if they rigged Biden getting in? You know, uh, I, I, the way it and the way the Republicans even M- M- McConnell, you know, the way they stuck with Trump after after the election was a disgrace. I mean, they let him get away with these umpteen lies. Forty or fifty court cases were thrown out because they, the courts, there was no, never any evidence produced. It was just, it was just Trump bullshit. You know, it was the but, Trump's but, but PR
0: spin. It, it just shows me, Darren, just how fragile. Even a democracy like the United States is. I mean, we've had terrorism. We've had planes go into buildings. So the last 20 years, we've been so security conscious. Yet, we've got protesters who are able to go into the Capitol building, the, the, the seat of American democracy, and they can sit in the speaker's chair. How
1: and, 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 steal, and steal Pelosi's computer. The woman allegedly wanted to sell it to the Russians. Um, look, that was the most, it was an insurrection. And what gets me is that you saw Trump, and he should be impeached for it, you saw Trump out there in the street giving a speech, urging his people, come to Pennsylvania, days before, come to, camp, to, 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 to Washington, come to Washington. Then on the day, go to the Capitol. Let's all, let's all, I'll walk with you down Pennsylvania Avenue, which he didn't do, of course. Probably had bone spurs. Anyway, I mean, he didn't do it. He (laughs) he urged people. He urged, let's all walk down to the Capitol together. And five people died. You know, I mean, and they they got in, and they were yelling, hang Pence. Here's the vice president who has been this stolid and solid supporter for Trump for all these years. They're saying, hang Pence, because he wouldn't wouldn't corrupt the system. Um, They they wanted to assassinate Pelosi. It, It... in, in history, they'll look back and say, this was probably the darkest day for America, I'm, I'm not saying this lightly, probably the darkest day for America since the Civil War. And ironically, the Capitol that they tried to ransack and smash things and, and people died, uh, I think Abraham Lincoln was building the Capitol. Back during the Civil War, and was criticised for spending money on a on a building, on a symbolism thing, um, during a war. And he, he I, I think, I think um, from memory that Biden even referred to that in his inauguration speech. That uh, you know, the Capitol, it does. Look, I've been there many times. It means something. The White House means something. Just uh, to stand as I have on that carpet in the Oval Office, and you look down, and there's this big eagle embroidered in the in the the rug and across the top it says e pluribus unum in god we trust uh it's it's so emotional now i I actually i thought back because oh it would never happen here well it did almost happen here some years ago i recall and you may too when um some union guys tried to smash in the doors of parliament house that happened in this country you know and and it is and and we were we reacted with the the appropriate revulsion because this is the it's a symbol of power it's a seat of our power it's a seat of our democracy and it just shows how fragile as you said how
0: fragile it can be um uh, Darren, what do you make of uh, twitter uh, effectively banning donald trump facebook also banning donald trump and even instagram so basically we've got these big private american companies Uh, Effectively silencing the president of the United States, as he was at that time, because they thought he was inciting violence, or or that there may have been a risk of uh, uh, that he was inciting violence. Okay, if if
1: I put something (laughs) up on Twitter that says we should assassinate Scott Morrison, that should be taken down immediately. Right, and I, I don't knock them for for, for for finally they let him go for months, years. Uh, but finally, in the end, taking him down, I think was 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 a shocking thing to do, but I think it's probably the right thing to do. I mean, I, I, fr- I'll go back, Tony, to freedom of speech, and I tweeted this recently: the definition of freedom of speech. As a journo, of course you love freedom of speech. You you fought, fight for it. Christ, I went to jail by speaking out loud uh, about things I didn't agree with. Um, But it comes back to what I consider the basic law. And it's this simple. I believe in freedom of speech, but if you shout fire in a crowded theater, that is not freedom of speech, that is um, inciting violence. And that's when you cannot speak freely. Um, and that's that's, that's a yardstick I have used and will continue to use. If you shout fire in a crowded theatre, you deserve whatever happens to you.
0: The the argument that uh, Trump supporters have been putting is that uh, if you're going to ban Donald Trump, why don't you ban other people who are probably even worse than Donald Trump? Well,
1: they have. I'm told they've they've dropped something like 70,000 accounts from QAnon people.
0: Well, uh, the, 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 the argument I've heard is that uh, the the Iranian president or uh, the Ayatollah or, or you know people who are promoting uh, terrorism around the world still have Twitter accounts. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's a fair point, and uh, I, I understand.
1: And I'm not totally across it, but I understand that. But Twitter and Facebook now have sort of um, panels to to review any any decision that's made to to license to to suspend somebody or 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 cut somebody off
0: they're so powerful though uh they are private companies their real interest is to make money should they be deciding who has the power to speak freely and who doesn't or who's crossing the line
1: okay People said at the time that Trump was banned, saying, oh, how dare they muzzle the President of the United States. He could walk into the press room any time he likes hold a press conference and get national, international attention. He wasn't, he wasn't um, censored, in other words. I mean, before Twitter, presidents went on radio and television and, uh, and made their point. Even after he was banned, he could have gone to the press room every day, every hour. I mean, he sent thousands and thousands of tweets. He he ran the American government by Twitter. He, he fired a Secretary of State on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's somebody he always had the outlet if he wanted to to go public. Uh, but the TV cameras would turn up in a second, any time the President of the United States wanted to talk to the world, so it's it's not it's, it's a bit it's a bit cute to say that he was he was suppressed.
0: You know. I'm interested, Darren, that you were so emotional when you were watching the inauguration. Now, well, I'll tell you, I, Why do you I, think I, you were?
1: Uh, well, I guess I lived here a long time. I thought Trump was a dreadful president. But the, the, the tears I, that, that prompted me wasn't... It was before Biden's speech. It was um, Lady Gaga doing the national anthem. And uh, I remember... I'm old enough to remember that once upon a time there was a, a, a blind Puerto Rican singer called Jose Feliciano... Okay, and Jose Feliciano was invited, this blind Puerto Rican singer, um, he did, I think he did Light My Fire was one of his big hit, hit songs. Um, he was invited to sing the National Anthem at the World Series, which is a great honor. And this young singer, very young in those days, he he got up and he sang, and it was just beautiful, but he did it in his own way, he put his own emotion into it, and the um, traditionalists went apeshit over it. They said, how disgusting, how dare he insult our national anthem by changing it. He didn't didn't change the word, just changed the cadence, right? And so when I watched Lady Gaga do it in her version, in her way, with her heart, um, and I know every word of the American national anthem, but I thought it was just beautiful. And then J-Lo singing, it was just, and I'm sitting up alone in a Sydney hotel room, I thought, this is gorgeous, and I guess knowing that the Trumpian days were over also moved me as well.
0: Do you think uh, that Joe Biden, at the age that he is, that the person that he is, uh, is able will be able to bind this divided country together?
1: I don't know. Um, yeah, he is old. That's true, um, but. As I said, I'm, I'm not meant to say this, but I, he's older than me, and I'm running for the Senate again uh, this year. I think, the, I, think there'll be an, I think there'll be an election in October, Tony, uh, federal election. I'm starting campaigning in February. Uh, I, uh, I look, I, he's got a hell of a job uh, ahead of him, but I, I, I like the fact that even before we, in the month when. Trump was still claiming he had won in a landslide. <laughs> a landslide. He lost by seven million votes. Um, he sa- Biden just sounded presidential. Now that sounds corny, you know, but he sounded reassuring. Okay, if he sounds like a granddad giving you a, a little story, doesn't doesn't fuss me. We had so much brigadaccio and narcissism from Trump. To have a president who's going to try and restore relationships around the world. I hope can restore relations with China. I hope can, I mean, he's the first president ever to use the word white supremacy in an inauguration speech. And that's encouraging. I mean, we had a black president and he didn't use the word white supremacy, probably because he couldn't, he didn't want to. Uh, But keep in mind, I don't know where it's gonna go, but Trump got, now I know there are more voters this time around, but Trump got more votes Donald J. Trump got more votes than Barack Obama. Think of that.
0: Yeah, and uh, and so uh, my question to you is uh, those 70 million people, now uh, granted mm. some of them may have dropped off because of what's happened recently. Even, even the Proud Boys have dropped off him. <laughs> yeah, but some would still stick with him uh, oh, yeah. through thick and thin. I, I now, think, I
1: think 30, 30 or 40 million would still stick, yes. Yeah. And if he, if he wants to start the, um, the American Patriots Party, which is being rumoured, you know, he, he will have a following. He, it'll be the, probably the biggest third, third party following since George Wallace got 12 million votes back in 1968. Now, so,
0: will it serve anything if uh, a president that's already out of office is impeached?
1: Yes, because they will also move that he can never stand again for public office. And that would pass. I think um, uh, that's this a two pronged thing here. I mean, he, the, this impeachment is far worse than the Ukrainian one, the first one. He is being accused of inciting violence against the United States of America. That's what the that's what the, the words of the impeachment will virtually say, that he uh, that he encouraged insurrection against the Constitution of the United States which is the most serious thing you could ever be accused of. The the thing that I'm going to be fascinated by in the next 12 months is, apart from where Trump goes politically, is for the first time in decades, and this will hit him harder than than the golf people not playing on his golf courses, the Trump brand, which is all important to Donald Trump, the Trump brand has been damaged. You know, uh, companies are pulling out. New York... In new york city they're taking trump's name off a skating rink um the, the the name trump as a brand has been has been demeaned and that means money for the trump family i mean ivanka could she's now moved to florida she could run for the governor's job in florida she could get elected i mean i said there's millions of votes out there but the business brand has, has been really damaged which is sad and not, not that part's not sad but the one good thing that we, we, because of Trump, we've ignored. I mean, he actually has, apart from selling billions of dollars worth of arms to Saudi Arabia, he's actually improved conditions in the Middle East. I mean, you're getting flights between Tel Aviv and 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 Saudi Arabia, which were unheard of under Obama. And it, but because he's such a prick, um, we've ignored what they've actually achieved.
0: Well. Um, uh, Darren, uh, I guess we've got uh, four years ahead of us to see what uh, Joe Biden can do and then see whether he goes for uh, a second term. Uh, just, he won't. No, just, no he,
1: he won't. He virtually said he won't, um, which is a bit of a worry because Pamela Harris is holding her biting her tongue at the moment. She's far more left-wing than Biden is, but she has to go along with the Biden way uh and i i i I hate the thing that people are saying you know i've seen the headlines biden his time well he's not biden his time he's passed 25 (laughs) bits of bloody legislation in two days or three days um but harris is far more left than biden is um but i look i watch the sky news people and i see i don't even want to mention his name mark latham they still haven't agreed, they, they still don't understand that, that that Biden has won, you know. I mean, I'm seeing crap out there saying, it's extraordinary. Uh, impeach Biden, I mean, <laughs> we've had the worst four years of a presidency that you could imagine. You know, our, 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 it's just, Trumpism is, is extraordinary and it'll be up to see, let's wait and see what the Republican Party does. Can they cut him loose? Because uh, I said seventy million people voted for him, and probably thirty or forty of those millions still believe that he that the election was stolen because he told them so.
0: Mr. Hinch, thanks for your time. Mm. All right, mate. Bye.